Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris Maxwell Rose. I'm Charlotte Mia Rose. We are the Pleasure Mechanics and we are recording in our family home and the week of our 16th anniversary together as partners in love and life. Um, this time 16 years ago we were falling in love and swooning and by our first Valentine's Day together, Pleasure Mechanics would have been born. So, happy anniversary, my love. <laughs> Thank you. Such a joy to be here with you. Likewise. <laughs> what, what, what a 16 years we've had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, didn't mean to send you into giggles with that introduction. Um, but we often introduce ourselves as just Chris and Charlotte mm. um, to throw our full names at you. We are Chris Maxwell Rose and Charlotte Mia Rose, the House of Rose, the Pleasure Mechanics. Um, and we love you as much as we love one another. It's such an honor to have this as our full-time job, to be of service to you, to host these ongoing conversations. This will be our 450th podcast episode. Wow. Um, We have an eight-year-old daughter, so 16th anniversary is also kind of an interesting symmetry where we've been three as long as we've been two. Mm. And we are going forward with pleasure mechanics. We are so excited about all that we have to bring to you in the very near future. Mm -hmm. And I love you, darling. Thank you. And I've always loved October. October is like such a beautiful month here in the Hudson Valley. It's fucking Halloween month, my fave. And it's our anniversary month, but it's also Kinktober. Mm-hmm. And so all month long here on the podcast, we are covering kinkier topics. In the past few weeks, we've talked about erotic role playing and how we can all tap into that. Last week, we talked about intensifying sensation and talked about how any sensation, any erotic energy can be intensified. We can turn the volume up for one another. And one direction of intense is towards rough sex, rough sex, but all rough sex isn't intense and intense sex doesn't have to be rough. So today's episode, we're going to explore what does rough sex mean? Why do so many of us desire it and how we can do it safely and incrementally And with full exquisite attention so we can give one another the rougher experiences that we may be craving without hurting one another, without betraying trust, and while adding a lot of fun sensations and play and uh, really interesting dynamics to our, not only our sex life, but our erotic life in general. Mm. How do we just get rougher? And what does that even mean? Mm. Today on Speaking of Sex with Pleasure Mechanics. Mm -hmm. Right. I think so many people kind of long and crave for this kind of erotic energy. And I think there are a lot of things that get in the way, like a concern about hurting one another. Or is this okay to want? Or how do I make it happen? I mean, everyone I talked to leading up to this episode, they all had this kind of same response of like, ooh, I love rough sex, but I'm scared of hurting my partner. So Mm -hmm. I don't ask for it or don't give it. Um, And I think we all, so many of us, there's something in here we crave. Not everyone. Uh And here I want to define rough. Like rough, I think the first association many of our minds go to is more towards like violent. He got rough with me. Uh, We want to strip away any connotations of violence because any rough sex is consensual, wanted, deeply desired, which Mm -hmm. differentiates it from violence, which is unwanted force. So we're already in a different 
territory than violence, but we can get rough with one another using force. But I also want to say rough means unpolished, like a rough edge of wood or a rough crystal versus a polished crystal. There's beauty in roughness. It's a textural thing. And so much of our sex life is polished by cultural norms. And these edges, these textures, these deeply human behaviors that so many of us crave are like human sexuality expressed without cultural polishing. So I think of it as like eroticism in the rough. Well, that reminds me of more of our animal nature. I feel like it taps into this kind of feral, wild, uh, bestial kind of unscripted, unconstrained play mm-hmm. that I think a lot of us like, but it's we have to give ourselves permission to access it because it is it is outside of our norms. Right, um, and a lot of rough sex, it includes behaviors. So as we start kind of to define it for one another, um, it includes behaviors you wouldn't do in day-to-day life. Like according to our cultural norms, we don't spit on one another or slap one another or pinch one another or grab one another. Or pull each other's hair mm-hmm. or push one another up against a wall or scratch <laughs> or bite. in my language. <laughs> <laughs> but it can also include things like hard, heavy fucking mm-hmm. where you're accessing more of this, this wild part of ourselves, this animal nature that that has kind of an unbridled freedom to it. Right. And that brings in the definition of rough, that it's not gentle. Mm. Right. Um, And some people love combinations here. Some people love a specific kind of roughness, but not the other stuff. Um, Some people like me, I'm like, give it all to me, you know, Um, because it also can be rough emotionally. Right. Mm. We can be rougher on one another with our emotional dynamics or our kind of like role playing dynamics. Um, without the claws and the fangs out, um, which is how I think of like kind of that whole category of biting, clawing, spitting, pinching, like using all parts of our bodies, like unbridled. Um, But I really like that with emotional tenderness. Mm -hmm. So some people want just emotional roughness. Some people want just kind of force and intensity roughness, like pretty vanilla sex but just give it to me hard and fast and furious and some people want combinations of these things where right like we are layering things and that's what's so amazing about kink is once we explode out all of these erotic options and kind of look at them all like yeah all of these make sense as erotic possibilities but we're all gonna want and crave different combo meals at different times in our life right it's like one of those amazing restaurants. We've been really into Poke Bowl recently, oh and there's like infinite <laughs> options where you can combine like different proteins with different sauces and sides, and you just get the bowl that you want in that moment. Mm. And rough sex, like we've been talking all month, it's like because it is more extra, because it is more intense, because we're doing things we wouldn't normally politely do, it requires, it demands not only more communication, which we're going to talk about, how do we do this well for one another? So communication, but also attention while you are doing it, all of your senses are heightened. All of your awareness is heightened. You're bringing more attention to it. 
because you're doing something extraordinary, like literally out of the ordinary. This is such an important point because mm. being rough doesn't mean not being precise or respectful of the body or attentive or careful, actually, interestingly. Like you really want to become aware of where the body moves, where your joints are, how you're pushing, how you're putting pressure on the body. Yeah. So it being rough doesn't mean not precise and careful. Mm. And I think that's an interesting piece to add in. In fact, you have to be more present and more aware because you're using more force often um, with the body. Mm. So before we move on to communication and asking for it and getting very specific about what you want, so you get the kind of rough that you want. I also just want to say that there can also be mutual roughness. So kind of more in that erotic wrestling, pushing each other back and forth, pummeling on the chest. As where, opposed to what? As opposed to when we're layering something like a dominant and submissive role on top of rough sex, where one person is offering the rough sex to another person. There's really more of a giver and receiver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is the beauty of it. This is the specificity that it can just be the play on its own, or it can be the play with these power dynamics in place, or it can be mutual where you're playing with force together. So all of these, and then you add the different erotic energies. So there's so many different ways you can customize this kind of sex to your desires and needs. Well, you were talking about with more attention and more precision, right? Like as we amp up the force, we need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the things that really differentiates it from violence yeah. and just from like clumsy, brutish sex, right? It's a deliberate, intentional use of force and power. Mm -hmm. It's a deliberate pulling out the claws, you know, whether that's, you know, in last episode, we talked about our new favorite sex toy, these, you know, claws for scratching, but literally just bringing out our own human fangs and claws and bodies with more, uh, you know, letting them go a little bit wild. Uh, we have to then become more aware of what we're doing, how we're doing it, and how our partner is responding, mm -hmm. right? And that in and of itself is part of the magical sauce here is like once we get out of our scripted norms, start giving one another more of what we actually want from sex, it forces us, it invites us, it begs us to pay attention, and we drop deeper into the whole thing. And part of how we get there is specific asks, communication, um, having the conversations that gets us over this main hump of, but I don't want to hurt my partner. I don't want to fuck up and do something too much or too intense. I never want to cause harm. And it's interesting to think about how much we kind of gatekeep our own behavior out of worry about hurting someone else, especially someone we love or cherish. Even if we're, you know, considering doing what they're begging us to do. And I've encountered this a lot recently where I'm like begging people for more intensity, begging for more uh, intense bites or scratches. Um, and it's like, I don't want to convince you of my yes. Mm. I want you to hear my ask and trust me to know my own body. And this is where like the say when game that we talked about a few episodes ago in um getting the touch that you want. Mm. It's a good companion episode to this one. We'll link it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. How like having a good ask and then trusting your partner's yes and then paying attention as you're doing the thing. This is how we expand our erotic horizons. This is how we grow together. It requires a little bit of risk of like, let's do this thing that's a little new and scary for both of us. So you're saying it requires extra attentive communication, a lot of a lot of consent, a lot of conversation about what might work. Yes, I'm interested in this. And then communication after. How was that? Could I have gone a little more? And in this sort of situation where you're starting with it, I think starting with micro experiences and then building on it incrementally is a really safe way or a safer way of playing with introducing this kind of dynamic into your sex play. So let's talk through rough sex and asking for it after we take a minute to thank our sponsors for this episode. No matter what kind of play, from gentle to rough, from the smooth satiny glides that Charlotte likes to the deep scratches that I enjoy, one tool for all kinds of erotic touch is lubricant. And we specifically love silicone lube because it is compatible with condoms and all body parts. And you can use it to add some slip, slide, and glide to any kind of erotic touch you enjoy. Our fave silicone lube is from uberlube.com. Uberlube has been offering this premium silicone product for decades, and it's been in my toolbox just that long. We love Uberlube for all sorts of yummy purposes. Check it out at uberlube.com and use the code PLEASURE for 10% off and free shipping. That's uberlube.com, U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E, uberlube.com, and use the code PLEASURE for 10% off and free shipping. You'll also find a link for this and all of the generous offers from our sponsors at pleasuremechanics.com toolbox and in the show notes. Big thanks to Uberlube for sponsoring this episode and keeping my toolbox well-stocked with your beautiful lube. And big thanks to our new sponsor, Love Honey, the world's biggest online sex toy store. Some of our all-time favorite toys come from the good folks at Love Honey, and we were delighted to partner with them to bring you a discount on these incredible toys. We love their Womanizer air suction toys, and I just completed my collection. I now have three, mm-hmm. one for my clit and one for each nipple. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and if you don't like vibrators, you might want to try an air suction toy. It's a whole different kind of sensation, and it stimulates your parts in a whole different way. So check that out. And there's really awesome entry-level models of these toys. I will link to them in the show notes. Highly recommended. And we also love their vibrating toys. Their new WeVibe Nova 2 is a rabbit style vibrator that you can bend and shape into a shape that fits your body specifically. Solving one of the issues I've always had with rabbit style vibrators, one size does not fit all but it fits most when you can shape it to fit your parts and how you like to be stimulated. And then it stays in place while you ride it and glide it all over your most sensitive bits. Check it out at lovehoney.com and use the discount code pleasuremechanics20 
for 20% off the toys of your choice. That's Pleasure Mechanics 20 for 20% off your order, or use the link in the show notes to check out some of our favorite toys from our friends at lovehoney.com. That's lovehoney.com. Use the code Pleasure Mechanics 20 or go to pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox and you'll find all of the links for generous discounts from our amazing sponsors. Cheers. So at this point in the episode, I'd love all of us to kind of consider the whole range that we've laid out that can fall under this category of rough sex. Rough sex being scratching and biting and clawing at one another, being more forceful with our bodies and fucking deeper and harder, uh, being a little less polished emotionally and a little bit more raw with one another, um, showing kind of our true edges rather than being so polished all the time. If I give you that invitation, what comes up for you as longings, as memories of like, oh, remember that one time that lover did this? And it was really unexpected and really quite hot. Um, Or as like yearnings for the future of like, I've always wanted sex that includes this, but I've never been confident enough to ask or felt safe enough to ask. I want us all to kind of hold in our hearts, like our own little kernels of yearning for rough sex. And to acknowledge there are some people that really love it polished and clean and shiny, and that's cool for you. Some of us like it really filthy and almost like into, you know, getting really into our animal natures. Um, So again, there's a spectrum of normal there, and it's not better to like it rougher. Just want to say that. But whatever that seed is for you, hold it. And then I want to kind of walk through the process of asking for it giving it to ourselves, also in solo play, but overcoming some of these uh, struggling points, some of these roadblocks that so many of us confront, which are mostly out of care. Like, Mm. I don't want to put pressure on my partner. I don't want them to feel like they have to do something they don't want to do. I don't want to embarrass myself. um, And I don't want to hurt my partner. You know, those are the concerns that come up. So how do we kind of face them square on and then move around them? Yeah. Mm. I want to, before we dive into this part, I just want to name something that you mentioned earlier that we can um, play with really light, rough play, which maybe yeah. sounds like a contradiction, but like the idea of light hair pulling and just like as a way of introducing this kind of play to see if the energy feels interesting to you. So just to kind of name that amongst the spectrum of possibilities. Hair pulling. How did I miss hair pulling in all of my examples? I think we mentioned it. Oh, I don't think enough because for a lot of people, Uh that's one of them is just to get a fistful of hair, you know, in the middle of good fucking or a good blowjob or someone's going down on you and you can just grab their head by their hair. Um, It's one of the only times I regret having a shaved head Mm. when I want my hair pulled. Mm. Um, But for me, it's like having my head grabbed and touched. Right. And these things that kind of take us beyond the polite. Yeah. Um, And there's so many more examples like kind of sniffing into one another's armpits um, is part of this for me. And that's like growling and howling. Those are not part of rough sex, but they are part of our animal nature that I just want to present here. Rough sex may result in howling. (laughs) 
true. Just it's again this kind of unconstrained part of ourselves mm-hmm. that we have to actually, mm-hmm. for most of us, give ourselves permission to mm-hmm. access because it doesn't show up otherwise. And again, like noticing all of these layer cakes, these Venn diagrams, right? Like you can be into animal play, but not rough animal play. And then maybe you're like a little kitty that likes to be pet and it's really sweet and tender. And for me, I'm like, when I say animal, I mean like wild boar running feral through the woods after the Mia's prey, right? Like <laughs> tusks and claws out and ready to like root mm. into me and devour me. Um, and that is not for everyone. And so what is it for you? Yeah. How might someone be a little bit rougher with you to add some excitement, some arousal, some enjoyment? Um, and then how do we ask for it? And how do we get over this part of ourselves that like might be embarrassed by this behavior? Or feel like we're holding back because we don't want to hurt our partner, even if it's what they're asking for, begging for. (laughs) It's so important. And always something like I listened to this podcast and it Mm. kind of sparked my interest. And I'm curious how much you've played with this or Mm. if you're open to experimenting just a little bit and seeing how we like it. And that's all, all those questions are maybe the third layer here. Like the first step can just be like, yo, check out this podcast from the pleasure mechanics. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is actually a strategy we've been talking about for all of our 16 years, Um, leaving a piece of media lying around waiting to be shared and discussed. is an ancient time tested (laughs) technique (laughs) Um, to broach subjects that might be a little taboo or embarrassing. Because before you get vulnerable and say how you feel about the thing, you're kind of just testing the waters, right? Um, Or if you're a porn positive household, like I was watching porn the other day and they did this thing and it actually really turned me on and it surprised me. Um, Or one of the things I've always wanted to try is, right? Like there are different approaches to this conversation, Um, and sometimes the communication can happen in the middle of sex you're already enjoying together, right? Like as things are going well, ask, will you please do this to me? I'd love to feel your nails running down my back and then move into it and be responsive. Mm. And, you know, we need to do episode upon episode about becoming more responsive Mm. to the things that we enjoy, allowing our pleasure to be expressed and seen. Because as you're giving rough touch, right, if you're in the role of like roughing up your lover, we invite you to be paying exquisite attention. But what are you paying attention to? You're paying attention to their responses. How are they moaning or sighing as you're clawing their back? Do they gasp or do they contract when you grab a fistful of hair, right? Like we have to be paying attention, but we also have to be given those clues, those cues, um, those embodied signposts from our receivers. So it's a team sport, this rough sex thing. (laughs) Totally. And then the receiver can also be asking for more or less pressure and modulating it and working together to create the kind of sensation that you want, because that is a challenging part for the giver is how much pressure do they want? And this is where we get into this. Am I hurting them or does it feel good and they want more? Mm -hmm. So the more communication you can have in the moment and afterwards is just going to really support the, the evolution of this kind of play. And this is, you know, say when game in the moment, Mm. right? I'm going to give you this toy, start playing with me gently. And I'm going to say when, as you approach my edge, 
or some people like a number scale of like, I'm going to start working this toy upon you gently and I'm going to increase pressure, increase intensity. Tell me when we get to about a five, right? That's really useful information. And it also asks the receiver to stay active and aware and communicative. And you may only have to do this a few times with your lover to get in the habit of communicating and paying attention. And then you can try new things and be a little bit more spontaneous once you have these skills between you. I also want to give a shout out to the debrief, you know, right after some play, right after rough sex, you can ask questions like, what were your favorite parts? What would you have liked more of? What would have made it even better? And we have all of this lined out. We have a, you know, the kinky sex course we offer is 25 guided date nights. On top of that, you get a kinky communication guide that really walks you through all of these steps of communication gives you templates and worksheets to fill out together, gives you prompts and like fill in the blank things because sometimes you just need a sentence to get started and one good honest sentence can then lead to a whole conversation which can be a game changer. So get started with us at pleasuremechanics.com kink. We guide you through it step by step. We are here for you every step of the way. Um, but just to acknowledge that in this dynamic of rough sex, right, both partners are getting vulnerable. We're both getting more raw with one another. We're both stepping outside of those cultural norms and politeness and expected behaviors and scripts. And we're getting more into uncharted, raw, vulnerable territory together. And so to honor that and to respect it, take baby steps into it, but to invite those claws and fangs out to play if that's what you want. Right. And because of that emotional vulnerability, that's partly why there is a charge, because mm -hmm. it does feel a little risky. Mm -hmm. And we can only really do this when we really feel safe with someone. So it's it's a beautiful thing to actually be exploring that with someone you care about. Um, and the only way we'll be able to work with that piece that we're scared about hurting our partner is through the precise communication and bringing as much awareness as possible mm -hmm. to the moment. And that is also part of what makes it really rich because mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're forced to bring so much attention to make mm -hmm. sure you're attending to their body well mm -hmm. and roughly. And honesty here. I really want to presence honesty. And when you're asked for something, an honest response can be like, whoa, that looks like too much for me. Or can you tell me more about why that interests you? You know, these famous claws. I'll put a link to those in the show, show notes, too. <laughs> Um, but I sent a picture of them recently to one of my lovers and his response was like, whoa, baby, I don't want to flay you. Right. Like he saw them and this, the silver sharp talons and he got kind of concerned, like, I don't want to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And my response is I could tell him, you know, you can use these with quite a lot of pressure and you will not break the skin. Mm -hmm. Look, here's a photo of my chest after Charlotte used them on me and they don't break the skin. Like behold, and through self-evidence, through this communication, we can get to new places together. You know, if he hadn't named that and it's vulnerable, you know, he I call him daddy like he's, you know, my top for him to say to me like, whoa, I'm a little nervous about this is vulnerable instead of just taking them and using them, you know, without that conversation or being like, no, that's not for me. We stayed in that. Maybe we had a conversation and it opened up a new possibility. 
Beautiful. That kind of vulnerable communication is so beautiful and important in this in this sphere, especially. Um, and that's so much about knowing the tools and your own body and what works for you. And safety and what you need more education about mm-hmm. um, and what is outside of your boundaries and what is safe to do for that specific body and safe to do in general. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, where a lot of porn that's available to us has shown us really extreme forms of the thing. Like, this is true in every genre of porn. It goes to these very intense extremes. And we do want to say in all of our lists, like, I missed hair pulling, but we purposefully omitted choking. Choking has gotten a lot of play in porn recently and has kind of become trendy even Um, and there are ways to play at the throat safely. Choking is not one of them. Choking where you're putting pressure specifically around the throat in any way to cut off air or blood supply is like one of the most, it is the most dangerous thing we can do with one another short of playing with a loaded gun in the bed. And that's kind of how dangerous it is. Because people respond to it differently and you can literally kill your lover when you think you're giving them a light chokehold. So we as pleasure mechanics are saying, do not do this sexual activity. It's one of the only things that we will literally put a red line through. If you are really drawn to it beyond the porn hype, if it's something that really appeals to you, you need serious training and learning how to play at the throat or take safer alternatives. And here's how I do it, because I really like playing with the breath during sex. And most of that is playing with more breath. Breathing more brings more sensation and more arousal. But sometimes I like to be told not to breathe. And so a really light hand resting at the clavicle without any pressure around my throat, I'm doing it to myself now and you're not hearing any change in my voice. A gentle hand at the throat, being looked at deeply into the eyes and being told, don't you dare take another breath or hold still, you know, hold your breath. And then I take a breath, I hold it. And it's like my body will not let me asphyxiate. We have this built in mechanism and I can ride that edge with my lover and they pay attention and we're in this beautiful moment together. And then just before my body needs a breath, they'll say, now breathe, right? And I say, they say, because I trained them to do this, because I've been doing this for 20 years. And I learned this in my kink community back in San Francisco. And these were some of the most, like, my mentors and guides in my kink community in San Francisco had been playing longer than I had been alive. And they, as the most experienced kink players on the planet, who literally train the teachers of kink, didn't mess with choking Mm -hmm. and so we learned other ways as a community to play with this hot thing of taking one another's breath away so all of this has limits and boundaries and that can be very personal to you and there's some universal things about the human body that you need to know if you want to play in edgier territory right it's like as you explore new realms of kink you're going to need more education and community and guidance and we can get that in person and we can get it online you're getting it right now by listening to this podcast thank you for being here if you want more guidance into the world of kink 
You can find it at pleasuremechanics.com slash kink. And you'll find our guided date nights that walk you into this beautiful world of erotic possibilities safely with one little step at a time on your own terms so you can get the kind of erotic play you want. Because it's different from what I like and from what Charlotte likes and from what your partner likes even. But with this process, you can find that Venn diagram where you can light one another up, deeply satisfy one another, and go on new erotic adventures together. Mm-hmm. Yes, pleasuremechanics.com slash kink. And we will be back with you next week with another episode for the Kinktober series. And we'll see you next time on Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Pleasure.